This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Warthog Man Cave. In the Mellon Law Studio, our Manly Command Center here, and got a sunny day outside here in God's country, the piney woods of North Central Florida. Looking forward to a uh, good sunshine today and a little bit of return to, for us anyway, some kind of normal temperature since we went down into the 20s here a while back and uh, immediately the cows demanded more hay. Um, a lot of stories here locally to break today. So if you have connections locally, you should be all ears because a lot has been happening and uh, a lot of it we've already covered and it's on the show and it's developing. Um, the uh, big news, I guess, in terms of the show and what we've been covering, I guess we'll ask uh, our production to give us a drum roll for this. I mean, it really deserves it. Uh, we've got a little drum roll going here, which I'm a little bit behind and can't hear. Uh, good morning, Jack Phillips. And uh, what we have going on here is our real estate agents have uh, actually been booked uh, for and arrested for fraud and racketeering. And uh, that's one Michael Riles and Daniel Drotos, uh, which we really were not surprised by. We, we thought that given the wheels that were set in motion, this might occur. Um, and uh, it's creaking forward a showdown, I suppose you might say, in the legal world of uh, justice and law and order and all that business and finding out if you will, who's Borat the cabbage. Um, there remains a, a mystery in all this, and uh, that is really uh, the uh, SWAT team uh, arrival on the scene for white collar crime. And uh, that's been uh, a bone of contention in the community for quite some time. And I went back and researched that a little bit. And back in June, um, the uh, um, chief of police at that time, Tony Jones, uh, met with the police advisory, GPD police advisory board, uh, who were up in arms about and wanted an explanation for why there was this heavy handedness about uh, arresting guys who were, you know, not on the lam and who weren't carrying weapons. And even mixed up in this was a, a, a serious weapon pointed at an innocent guy who was also zip tied and restrained and lost his freedom and wasn't even on the arrest warrant. So uh, a lot of it hit the fan, if you will, the so-called uh, hit the fan. And I went back and researched that. And now what Jones, then the chief promised was that when the investigation was over, uh, he would be forthcoming a while about why uh, the SWAT team was sent to a white collar crime. Um, 
with citizens who are well known in the community are not going to be running out the back door and jumping on the freight train as it goes down the tracks. Um, so let's see if that happens. Um, that the Ward Scott Files has now made that public and reminded everybody that that was the case, that there still is something called the matrix mystery. Now I've titled the case today, the booking, because actually we have now booked these gentlemen into the mugshot world and um, they are now uh, out there for you to see. It probably will appear on our post sooner or later in the mugshots, which we post every day from ASO uh, and have about 45,000 views a month. So um, Riles and, and Rotos will no doubt appear on that lineup. Uh, but I want to go back, I think it was June 24th, uh, and, and, and take a look at why uh, we were put off then, the police advisor, I say we, I'm not on that board, uh, was put off until after the investigation was over. Now, the investigation is over. Uh, the charges have been uh, leveled and the mugshots taken. And so let the trial begin, um, if you will. But let's go back as a community and ask why now, of course, it's complicated a little bit by Tony Jones made the promise and Tony Jones is not the chief. But uh, don't you think as a community we're entitled to know why the I privately know. I'm pretty sure I know. And they're very tight lipped about it. But it harkens back many, many years. And it's kind of interesting if they will actually candidly bring that out. So uh, we'll see. That's one mystery about this uh, Collier update, as I'm calling this this morning, the update on the uh, now the actual body uh, arrest, uh, uh, the giving up of freedoms to go to the jug and then, of course, suffer uh, being photographed and uh, that out on the public. Um, so. Still, a mystery remains why the heavy handedness when the original arrest <coughs> was made. Uh, <clears throat> that 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 uh, is is not going to go away, and uh, it's probably going to intensify. Um, the other thing that's very interesting about this is I'm going to let you hear it first on the Ward Scott files. I don't know if you'll hear it anywhere else, but uh, we know that the previous uh, state attorney had an attitude about white collar crime. This is a white collar crime. And my sources tell me, and if somebody corrects me, um, I'm, I'm here to be corrected, but my sources tell me that Savone considered this or situations like this, let's uh, tippy-toe through the, the world here carefully uh, and, and say that cases like this are civil cases, which indeed this is in a civil court and uh, it's not a criminal case. I'm not going to touch it. Now, along comes a different uh, state attorney, Brian Kramer. And all of a sudden, not only does Brian Kramer touch it, Brian Kramer ends up through uh, this, the office that he is, uh, supervises, um, leveling charges, which end up in mugshots, which end up in all the, that which will ensue. Now, so there's a marked difference between the two. Now, the further complicated 
I am told, and I don't know whether it's this election or one of his previous elections, that Brian Kramer was listed on the host committee of a Ken Cornell campaign. Now let's go back into this and do a little research for you. And anything here where I'm saying has been fed to me by the research team and I'll stand corrected if you can find uh, other information that suggests it isn't so. But I am told by people who have been watching this that Kramer was on the host committee for a campaign kickoff for Ken Cornell. Now there are a couple of things that are interesting about that. Kramer is a Republican, Cornell is a Democrat. And that's not usually the way it's done. I can remember when it was reversed, for example, and Sheriff Darnell supported Sue Baird that Stafford Jones would not introduce uh, Sheriff Darnell at the annual black tie blue jean fundraiser because she was a Democrat. Um, there you are. I mean, isn't this interesting, this murky world of politics? So we have reported to me that Kramer is on, was on a host committee for Cornell, who is a Democrat. Now let's further complicate this a little bit for you and let you be aware of the fact um, that Cornell is the vice president of Boss Hart. And Cornell, from our reports, has been resisting being deposed. Well, guess what? My sources tell me now that it's a criminal matter, he's going to be deposed. Now, I don't know how you feel the legal world works, but here we have a state attorney on a host committee of a person involved in a criminal case which he found sufficient evidence to charge the defendant, uh, it doesn't really work that way usually, does it? And so there's a lot more here that we're gonna be investigating that is coming to me in bits and pieces. Um, it seems that for whatever reason, the Ward Scott Files has become the place that is kind of the uh, gathering spot for all of the information. And we sort through it as best we can and document it. And when I tell you that this is the information I'm getting, uh, and then when I put an asterisk by it and, and, and say, until I receive different information, you understand where I'm coming from. When I know it's a lead pipe cinch and I have a source, I'll name that source of course, with the permission of the source, um, which I'm going to do in a moment when we transition into the next local story that is a quote unquote hot potato. Now, um, so this is a Collier International versus uh, Boss Hart uh, Realty update. We still have the matrix mystery. We have a WCJB uh, uh, show that uh, de devoted to uh, pressure put on by uh, the police advisory board back in June uh, on the then chief Tony Jones to be forthcoming about why the SWAT team was uh, dis uh, dis uh, uh, sent to a white collar crime arrest and why they got it so bad and got innocent people laced up too 
and deprived them of their freedom. Uh, I have pretty good report that that's going to wind up in a lawsuit uh, from the persons who or person who was latched against his will and who was not involved. So rightfully so, I think that deserves to be aired in the public arena as well. So the matrix mystery uh, uh, still exists. The uh, interesting thing about the differences in state attorneys is that probably Cervone will be deposed. I would certainly think the defense attorney for Riles and Drotos would subpoena Cervone and say, under oath, would you have dropped this case or would you not have taken this case up? And if so, why? Now, we always know the out for when you're deposed is to have amnesia. So it may be that this is not written down anywhere. And these state attorneys tend not to put anything in emails. Uh, they tend not to take text messages unless they really got it nailed down and they know because everything's going to be a public record. Now, you can hide public records for a while by saying it's an investigation. And that's what uh, Tony Jones used with the police advisory committee when he would not discuss why the, uh, the, 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 the uh, uh, SWAT team was sent to Collier's to begin with because it was, it was still under investigation. Well, that investigation is over. So let's find out, and it will take public pressure or perhaps public records requests, but we've got the matrix. And the matrix is fuzzy. The matrix has been, you know, to many people's opinions, uh, unnecessarily uh, expanded in certain areas. I think I know why, but uh, I'm not going to get into it until I have real good, solid backup testimony for that. So that's one story that has busted overnight. Um, you uh, see it on the WCJB website. Uh, with a very terse comment about uh, fraud and racketeering. Um, so be, bear in mind that uh, there is a civil suit. There's also a defamation suit. And now there's a criminal case. So um, this is a community hot potato. And there are good guys and bad guys if you talk to members of the community in this. And the, the, the opinions are never, never change as who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, but that doesn't mean that's the way it will weave itself through the court system. So that's one thing uh, that is uh, significant enough to open up with here and talk about here on the Ward Scott Files. Um, the other thing that's very interesting, uh, if you're watching this, and uh, is a, a Lachua Chronicle has covered this, and uh, we're going to now talk about it a little bit more, and we'll be talking about it even more in, in, in upcoming shows. Um, it, is, uh, it is clear now that under the direction, apparently it's clear, of, of, um, of the state attorney, Brian Kramer, that the uh, uh, eight counties have been unified under a... a, a uh, 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 a bonding uh, uh, credentialing by Kramer of GPD of all things. So 
GPD and UPD, and UPD, I've been checking into this, probably won't wander off the campus much, but GPD now has the ability to go and will be credentialed. As of last Friday, uh, the, the GPD um, was credentialed for jurisdiction to, uh, on, the drug, uh, on the drug task force, eight county drug task force, to arrest anywhere in those eight counties. Now, heretofore, I know a couple of guys who were on the drug interdiction task uh, uh, duty, and they were credentialed under the sheriff's office, as I understand it, but they were GPD cops, and they worked pretty heavy duty. One of them has just retired, and I'm not going to give you any kinds of reasons for that from him. I'm going to give you reasons that I have heard that have been causing retirement and they've been sourced, but I want you to check them out. And that is that GPD is in complete disarray. It's down a, a large number of officers. Uh, they've swapped out chiefs. They've moved Tony Jones over here to some position. Many people think he's not qualified for. Uh, that seems to be a mystery within a city of Gainesville government. So this is a really interesting development in, uh, uh, bonding GPD personnel for jurisdiction in all eight counties under the state attorney. Uh, the, the, the word I get is that the sheriff would not bond the GPD officers. Uh, I got to tell you that there's no, uh, uh, you know, there's no relationships lost, let's put it this way, between the sheriff's office and GPD. Uh, it's not a, a, a warm and fuzzy relationship. The sheriff's office maintains the ability to arrest anywhere it wants to in this county. Now, I'm not clear whether it any longer, since it's not a member of this task force, if you take a look, they're not a member. Uh, it's the, uh, uh, the ASO drug task force has been disbanded, uh, according to my sources, and will have to stand on its own. Now, one of the things it is, problematic about that is a lot of the, the, the loot that is gathered by busting uh, the, the druggies goes into the coffers of the sheriff. And that the sheriff can use to use, buy you know, things that the, the, the county government doesn't budget for the sheriff. But that's gone now because the ASO is not a member of this task force, as I understand it. I reached out for a comment from the sheriff and the sheriff did not reply to me. So I don't know what the sheriff's side of this story is, but I do know what has been informed to me uh, by a, a very credible source who has uh, come forth with the information. And um, that is a, a retired drug task force commander, uh, Lieutenant Whitney Burnett. So, uh, who knows a great deal about how all this goes together and is a, really a member of the, if you will, uh, the, 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 the uh, Ward Scott Files research team quite significantly when it comes to Leo issues and all the contacts. And of course, we had a very good contact who just passed and that was Tim Good. So there are contacts we have uh, that we do it and we're, anybody is welcome to come on the show or to give me information or to say, well, that's not quite the way it is. Until I hear that, then this is the way I understand it is. 
See, the combined Alachua County a drug uh, uh, per, uh, uh, enforcement team was called Cadet. And uh, the big thing in this situation is Haida. Uh, Haida board uh, evidently voted ASO out of this arrangement because ASO did not get its memorandum of understanding in on time. It was signed late. Now, I don't know what this is. Um, this is where I would need to have the sheriff's side of the story, um, whether or not that memorandum of, of understanding was uh, deliberately delayed or whether it was in, unintentionally delayed. But evidently, the, the board of, uh, of, of, of Haida um, now go all that connection and partnership now goes to the city. And um, that that uh, that that organization is um, uh, no longer uh reaching out to, it is, it is the North Florida high uh, intensity drug traffic uh, area. So the high intensity, that's what HIDA stands for, a high intensity drug area, drug trafficking area, no longer has, as I understand it, ASO as a member. Now, ASO is gonna have to go alone, but the confiscation money for any drug uh, conf uh, uh, you know, uh, arrests or busts is not, I understand it until I hear differently, is not going to ASO. And it's going to go into GPD or even into UPD, um, who's also part, all this has been arranged evidently by Kramer. Uh, so the partnership now goes to the city. Now you can draw your own conclusions about that. Uh, the city is a discombobulated even from my internal sources, GPD is a mess. But, and also in the state attorney's office, I understand uh, then, uh, and we're getting somebody in law enforcement saying there has to be something more than late return of an MOU. And we're gonna be working on that as well, Mr. Murphy. Um, I can tell you that, that um, there, there is um, a great deal at stake here in terms of confiscation money from what my sources tell me. And anyone who wants to uh, give us information on this, this is a, an important story to the community because uh, we know that crime is up. We know that we've heard all this verbiage about attacking crime and yet crime keeps going up. We know uh, that all the talk and all the politicization and all the interference by the city commission. Uh, and one of the things that seems ominous here is that um, the absolutely dysfunctional city commission, which controls the Gainesville Police Department, will have its foot in the drug task force, at least uh, in some supervisory role. And the liberals are absolutely against arresting druggies. Uh, Hutchinson was on record as saying, just decriminalize marijuana. And the sheriff at that time was Darnell and told the county commissioner, I can't do that. It's, a, it's not my law, you know. And, and so, you know, the knee-jerk reactions of the county commission and the knee-jerk reactions of now the city commission uh, are really firmly waiting and lurking, or at least in the shadows on the stage uh, uh, with all this effort to rein in huge drug trafficking. Now, the real drug trafficking going on here, as I've alluded to you before, is down the interstate. And it is a drug highway. It's a drug river. And it just flows like crazy. And more of it flows also down 301 because we no longer have a police force in Waldo, which used ticketing 
we're speeding as a way to take a look at what's inside that back seat or that trunk. And that has opened up the floodgates, my sources tell me, and there's nothing to stop it coming there. Um, we also have a porous border uh, that is being done by the liberals. We know that Biden has not uh, stopped any of the illegal immigration, which is loaded with not only human trafficking, drug trafficking, but just criminals, period. And they come in here and they take root, I suppose, all over the place, but particularly in the big cities, and uh, have their way and create this underground economy uh, for which uh, uh, you would never, I'm just getting some messages from people who are not informed about this, who know Mike Riles and who are really kind of uh, sorry to hear that this has gone to this position. There's a lot riding here in this local community on the behavior of all the principals involved. I'm just beginning to short it out, uh, sort it out, but I'm gonna keep you involved in it. And I welcome anything uh, um, you uh, have to contribute that is uh, credible and documentable. So um, we have a lot here locally going on. So uh, the, the bonding of the GP officers, it's my understanding that the sheriff would not bond them. And, uh, you know, I don't have the sheriff's comments, but, you know, I know there's no love loss between uh, ASO from what I'm told in GPD. So, uh, uh, and behind all this too, every once in a while has come up this discussion in this community about consolidating law enforcement. And uh, we've done that in Duval County, as I understand it, with the exception of Baldwin and uh, one of the beach, uh, beach towns there. Um, everything else is consolidated government all over the county. Um, that has been, has come up on the table here once in a while, but you know, people haven't liked that because you take the city of Alachua, for example, we have, a, I think the police work like your politicians are best when they're closest to the people they govern or in the case of the police closest in the, to the people they actually have to supervise, so to speak. And, and we have a, a good police department in the city of Alachua. High Springs has a police department. Uh, Newberry does not. And it has to contract with the sheriff's office. Uh, Archer does not have a contract. Uh, does not have a police. Of course, it's not big enough. But I can tell you, having been the city manager there, that where there's no police, there are drugs. And that's where the people go because there's very little chance of anybody getting there in time to deal with them. So uh, you have this kind of dilemma. We don't have a police department the last time I checked in Hawthorne. Um, that, that is not financially feasible for that community for some reason. So one of the uh, things that we do have in the city of Alachua is a police department and High Springs has one, but Newberry does not. So um, the, the law enforcement uh, oftentimes is uh, left countywide to the sheriff or in some cases to the Highway Patrol. And the Highway Patrol is in on this ASO drug task force. So um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, that, that's basically where I can update you right now on both Collier and uh, Potentially, really, this almost is de facto unification of law enforcement uh, under the guise or under the umbrella of a, of a drug task force. And, and, and the reason it appears to me to be a unification is that all of these uh, GPD officers are now bonded under the state attorney. I suppose there's more here in meets the eye. I'm getting some comments here coming in that, that uh, 
there, there, there's, and we'll find it out because I'm going to, and people already involved in Leo have volunteered to come on the show and, and talk, uh, the retired ones. So we'll see how that works out. But um, the, the, the real kicker in this on the Colliers International case is that Kramer evidently, until I hear differently, has been on a Cornell host committee for Cornell's re-election, and Cornell is Vice President Bossart. You would think that Kramer would send this uh, to another district, uh, and step out and recuse himself. People have asked me, do I think that would be logical? I said, I think that probably sounds sensible to me. If the, super, if, if the, if the state attorney has been on a host committee for a politician who is involved in the crime, then I think the state attorney should send oh, this, uh, this, this trial, if that's what it's going to be, to another state attorney. That's another thing I'll give you all as a public to talk about. I, I'm, I'm reporting this to you so that it's in the hands, it's in the balls now in the court of the public. All I'm doing is presenting information to you as reliably as I can get it. And, and, and uh, it's still forthcoming and amending what I have pretty certain of and, and, and then telling you what is still developing and I wait to be corrected. But this is the, uh, these are the two, if you will, in this community that are uh, really of public interest. Uh, I just wanna cover one more thing with you. Um, Andrew Kaplan is returning to the Gainesville Sun. Andrew Kaplan is a very good reporter. I think he's gonna be in charge of the news division from what I can get. I wanna give kudos wherever I can give kudos. I don't necessarily not give them to the Democrats and I don't necessarily give them to the Republicans, but I, 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 you know, I'm critical of the Gainesville Sun, but I think Andrew Kaplan is a plus for the Gainesville Sun. He will be coming back as I get the word to the Gainesville Sun and will be in a position of considerable influence. He was a reporter before. He was one of the reporters that we paid attention to, that we went to, that we talked to. We wanted to get stories out to you in that public media. Um, so I'm breaking, I'm talking about the ASO thing because our partner in distributing news here, distributing news to you, Jennifer Cabrera, has posted this. The other thing, of course, that's going on is the school board. And March 1st, uh, there's going to be, I'm sure, a vote on whether to use Simon or not anymore as a superintendent. I've already gone into what I think is the background on that and why there's more there too than meets the eye. Um, it is a, a lot more there than meets the eye. So it uh, probably should come out and, and, and you'll hear that on March the 1st. So um, um, any, any questions or comments, I'm looking at the uh, Facebook chat or you can confidentially on the Melden Law Hotline, 352-325-3938, send some comments. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about John Doles wants to talk about inflation. I've got a couple of comments about that coming up. So we'll, uh, we'll uh, uh, stand down for a moment here while uh, our, uh, our uh, production people give you uh, uh, support for our sponsors. And we'll talk about our donations and keeping the Word Scott files um, viable for sending you as best the information we can get. And we want to thank all the members of the research team uh, who call or get or are connected by as early as 7 o'clock in the morning with me when really significant things are going on uh, locally. We write back. Uh, we'll play a few ditties and be right back in a moment. This is Ward Scott. 
And I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. The Ward Scott Files gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, RR Construction, Gators Dockside, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. If your brains were lard, you couldn't grease a small frying pan. <laughs> to call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. Octone, octone, the papers are not in order. Step out of the line and report to the inspection station. You're going to search your belongings. Much now. At Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Help. Help. All right, welcome back to Ward Scott Files. I'm just looking through my... Oh, all my stuff here for you guys to keep you kind of informed. And a couple of things I'm going to take up with you. By the way, I want to remind you that tonight, the Lady Gators, who are now ranked, the Lady Gator basketball team, uh, is going to be um, playing. And uh, tune into that. It's, it's not here locally. It's out of town. But, uh, boy, I'm telling you, they are really uh, coming along. Um, I got a, a John Doles here talking about inflation. Inflation is the fastest pace in 40 years at 7.5%. I'm going to tell you that I think there's anything that will bring an administration down. It is uh, their, be their policies and behavior that negatively impact the average man's pocketbook. And boy, that is happening right now. Uh, if you're not aware, you don't do the grocery shopping or you don't look at that sort of thing, you do see it at the gas pump, I'm sure, everybody understands. And there's this notion that that's being done deliberately to drive us all to electric vehicles, which of course is problematic. I'm going to get into what a disaster that's been in the uh, California world uh, because they don't really, they just don't have the storage problems uh, figured out and the batteries it takes to store all the energy. And, uh, um, and you know, that's going to result in uh, soaring, uh, soaring uh, uh, prices for even more because you've got to create, you know, you ain't seen nothing probably at GRU, which is our local nightmare version of stupid energy uh, utility uh, policy. Um, it, it is it's really, it's really, a, the inflation is the scary thing. The, the inflation eats away at the 401ks. It eats away at people's retirements. Um, uh, the only way you can really counter is to go up on inflation, uh, me up on interest rates on and that obviously squelches housing. We talked about this yesterday that the middle class is being squeezed out of housing. 
complicated by the fact that the politicos are trying to democratize housing by cramming affordable housing into every plan for development a developer brings to a, to a city. Uh, they want to make that developer cram affordable housing into it or they won't approve it. And of course, the moment you cram affordable housing um, into uh, uh, some place where other people have earned their way into that community, so to speak, by sweat of their brow, of course, Obama tries to say you didn't build that. Um, uh, then you everybody vacates that. So that for the developer, it's a kiss of death. Uh, developer, if he if he's forced to have affordable housing, so to speak, which is a camouflage for poor minorities in wealthy neighborhoods, uh, because the wealthy neighborhoods got that way by ripping off the poor minorities. That's the philosophy of the Democratic left. Um, uh, then they'll leave. The, they'll the, either the the developer will go broke, or or uh, um, the um, uh, people will leave. The other part, I just want to remind you. I've just got a note to remind you. This is uh, one of the local stories that we've been covering. Of course, that is huge. Uh, we now know that there are ten cases that have been referred uh, for prosecution in the supervisor of election case. Uh, we don't know who those 10 cases are. We think we know, but we know that out of our investigation, which started a long time ago, and we've got the timeline now on the Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. If you want to go back and look at the timeline on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board, you can see when we started it. Uh, we now know uh, that there have been 10 cases referred for prosecution. Uh, that means those people voted illegally. And, uh, you know, and let, let, me, let me just tell you, um, you can draw your own conclusions about how much more of that you think there is. Um, we had, you know, the pressure. I don't think without this show putting the pressure on the public uh, officials, this might have ever seen the light of day. Um, I don't think the Sun would have ever printed it, 20 channel, the news guys Television wouldn't have taken it up. Uh, the Democratic Party certainly never would have done it. Uh, Republicans are asleep at the switch. Um, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Um, you know, how their infighting is, is just unbelievable. So I don't know where we stand as a country, but I can, say, I can tell you locally, we have now got 10 cases at the Wards God Files um, uh, initially uh, initiated investigation into with our investigator whom we interviewed a couple of days ago and these things have now imagine this they have gone through all of the uh inspection of the florida department they went first to the sheriff's office sheriff sent them to the well they went first to the state attorney's office who sent them to the sheriff's office who sent them to fdle who investigated them thoroughly all this time and who came back hand walked those findings to the state attorney and the state attorney now says uh, that there are 10 cases referred for prosecution. Um, that's about as much as you're going to get out of these tight-lipped people because, you know, it's evidently going through, of course, um, the due process, you hope. Um, but I've got to tell you, we have got this investigation now spread out to several other areas of the state. And, uh, hey, you know, we've been talking to you for a long time now uh, and we have to be careful how we talk to you about it because 
the social platforms run by the millennial left has keyed their machines algorithmically to hear certain words and to shut down our shows. We've been shut down three times. Um, you know, so pardon me while I, you know, announce this to you um, that this is how much your help is needed uh, on donations because we're making arrangements to come by different platforms as backups. We don't want to be shut. We don't, it's unfortunate that this information is controlled. And, you, and, and people talk about the radio. The radio, you know, no, there's nobody doing what, what I'm doing. I mean, not really. I mean, I know this. I mean, I know what my ratings were when I was on the radio. But the owners want to make money. So what do they do? They play music. I mean, it's about as simple as that. And also, you, it takes, a, you know, you have to have some, some, uh, some intellectual power to really dig through this stuff and to have a lot of different jobs uh, to know what you're looking at, to hear the false note in the symphony. I've been a, I've been a city manager. I've been a candidate. I've managed candidates. I've, unfortunately, I've been in the political world. I don't know why. I ran the Senate at Santa Fe College an unprecedented four straight times. I was on Senator Graham's Amendment 11 committee to get the Board of Governors to replace the Board of Regents. I know Senator Graham extremely well. Uh, I've always reached across party lines when I wanted to get something done. And that's all part of diplomacy and negotiation. And, and um, that's what networking is all about. And I, 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 I'll just tell you, I'll break, I'll break the story right here, right now. There's a bunch of people trying to get me to run for mayor of Alachua. Um, I, I can only tell you if I were the mayor of Alachua, we would have a very strong relationship uh, with, the, uh, with the rural communities. And we wouldn't let a Growth Management Act die on the table again. Um, you know, we'd have, a, we'd have a, a whole bunch of networking going on. But, you know, I don't know. I, you know, that's just talk. I mean, they've, been, they've, been, they've approached me and um, I'm, I'm, I'm mulling it over. But, but, you know, what I'm trying to say is that, um, you know, I can, I, can, I, can, I can tell you usually what there's smoke. I generally tell you what the fire, where the fire is behind it. Or if, if not, I'll find it. So um, um, we'll, we'll uh, keep it up here on, uh, but we have been successful. We've been enormously successful if you think about it. Um, we have got, we have got uh, a, 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 a result of a long, and we stuck to it. Uh, and I want to credit Mark Glazer for being my, my investigator. And we've worked together since 2012. And we, I'm telling you, it's, it's tough. It's tough to get past the inertia of the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy just doesn't really, you know, and it's sad because these people draw, we don't get paid. We don't have a budget. The only budget we have is what our donors give us, okay? That's our budget. And, and, and yet we reach out to all these news outlets. We have good rapport with them. We reach out to these state attorneys all through the state. We reach out to the governor's office. And we have to build a reputation of credibility. So uh, before they'll really take, you know, I'm, I don't blame them. I don't, there's a lot of people I don't listen to. There's a lot of sources that I'll look at, but I don't give much credence to. Uh, the Washington Post, for example, which I may get into an article from the Washington Post here in a moment. I, I take it with a grain of salt. New York Times, I take it with a grain of salt. I've been amazed to see the Wall Street Journal come around as much as it has. Uh, there are other sources we talk, uh, we look at international sources to see how 
the the rest of the world looks at us and how they see us. And uh, so there's a lot. And then, of course, I'm old. So I've had a lot of experience and I've had a, made a lot of mistakes and I'm hopefully learned from them. I've been a, and a big, you know, I was a, a, a professor of, uh, of research and, and, and classical literature and, and, you know, all that business. So, you know, I try to bring that to you when I, when I, I'm kind of a filter uh, for what I present to you. It's been filtered through uh, yours truly here, hopefully in a way that um, you will be, you'll be able to, uh, 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 assimilate and use in your own life because it's all about you guys finally. Um, you know, there's a couple of things going on. Um, therefore, I'm glad to bring you up on, and I'm sorry I overlooked that a moment ago, bring you up to date on our our efforts with uh, uh, voter registration of convicted felons, which is a violation of the law. Okay. Um, now, I've got to ask you um, what you think Republicans are for because People have asked me repeatedly, were the Republicans in all this? They know that locally here, the Democrat Party has got a lock on everything. I mean, um, they run the city commission. Uh, they run the county commission. Uh, with the exception of Mildred Russell, they run the school board. They do not necessarily run the small municipal governments. And that's one of the hopeful signs. They don't run Newberry. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly. I wouldn't necessarily say uh, a lot. Well, I think a lot was just kind of spinning its tires, but um, generally they certainly don't run Newberry and they certainly, uh, um, you know, High Springs has always been kind of a liberal place, but um, you know, everything else they pretty much run. So uh, university, of course, and its presence, all those, they run the university law school, um, I'm sad to say that most of Santa Fe is very liberal. Um, so here we are, you know, and what do the Republicans do? And of course, in the national scene, uh, the Democrats run the media. And, and uh, the media has been hard and hard and hard at work uh, making sure that they solidify of the uh, narrative. And uh, this is out of my midnight auto yard uh, of what the uh, uh, January 6th insurrection, so-called insurrection is not ever going to tell you. And um, uh, this is a, this is a, this is an analysis of this, which I've been saving back and you can see and make your own judgments about it. But uh, uh, now we have uh, McConnell actually addressing down anybody who wants to uh, censor the guys who went along with the uh, January 6th narrative. So the Republicans can, if they're not careful, fall on their own sword. You know, the people tried to elect a popular president and you see what happened. Um, and there's no question but what 75, 76 million people voted for that guy. And I've watched Kimberly Strassel and she's gradually come around to being at least a little more objective. And she's chronicled a little bit of this for us. She says, it's fair time we evaluate what this January 6th committee has done. And she says that so far, um, the uh, committee has met with some 300 witnesses, received thousands of documents, and subpoenaed about over 50 people, as well as phone and bank records. And the committee's leaks and releases of White House text messages um, have, um, you know, been 
part of its attempt to manipulate uh, public sentiment. And, uh, the, and of course, it's maniac, she calls it near maniac, uh, focus on Donald Trump uh, to make him uh, the bad guy. Because they're frightened. They're frightened of him. When they see all those people, they realize the man has some connectivity with the people. And uh, the people respond to what he says because the people need to have in their lives uh, the things that he talks about that they you can just take a look at it now, the value of their assets losing, losing value by seven and a half percent since Biden's been in office. Now, that that really that really is probably the biggest uh, lit, litmus test in the whole thing. So um, actually, much not much has been produced by this committee, according to Strauss. Um, um, you know, you'll hear things like firsthand testimony that Trump was sitting in the dining room watching the, uh, the Capitol assaulted. You, I mean, you know, is that what they're going to get out of all this? Um, the um, uh, most notable, she says, is what the committee has failed to find. Um, the members made no secret what they wanted to find was a coup plot, a run from the White House, that the president was actually running this uh, uh, from the White House, running, orchestrating and telling people when to break down barricades and telling people when to charge in. And yet, Strassel reports that in all 725 of his prosecutions, the Justice Department has not presented, and her word is scintilla, I love that word, one scintilla of evidence supporting the hypothesis that Trump was running a coup. Um, the committee hasn't either. Even after 300 uh, witnesses uh, or texts of the former White House Chief of Staff. Um, it is um, noted that the uh, select committee a year after the riot, she says, is no closer to finding out what led to the catastrophic security failure uh, 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 that, and arguably uh, the low morale of the Capitol Police, uh, which they don't bring up. So um, the other thing the committee doesn't do is talk about what a political failure this is for them. Um, uh, They've been concerned about the optics. Um, they've been concerned about how they can play the media with it. Um, but the truth of the matter is uh, that the Speaker of the House, which was Pelosi, has the obvious control over the security decisions of the Capitol. And uh, as evidence of Strassel writes uh, on the fencing, which we have in the background here, that fencing in the background of our show, which we've been running, uh, is put up by Pelosi's decrees. Um, anything, any legitimate investigation, Strassel says, should start by looking into her office and her office briefings and her involvement in January 6th security because she is the top of the chain of command for capital security. And yet she writes that when Bernie Thompson was asked if the committee would investigate this, he said, I don't see the speaker of being part or partial of uh, what the committee is looking at. Um, so Strassel has concluded, and I've been saying this all along, to really straighten out this era of our lives, and I'll be in the great beyond uh, when this happens, but 30, 40 years from now, much the way the Civil War is studied now, much the way World War II, I don't know how much that's studied, but anyway, the Civil War is studied. You have to be careful who you read about it. But, you know, 50, 75 years from now, um, 
they're going to look back at this and uh, find out that um, uh, the, the political zeal of this obsession that the Democrats have with Trump uh, closed their eyes to the real issues and leaves the Capitol just as vulnerable as it ever was. And it has uh, uh, still got in motion the denial of its own involvement in the past, with, starting with Hillary Clinton, who beat her hard drive into a plowshare, uh, acid rained it, everything else to get off that thing, all the shenanigans that were going on to, to, to smear her rival. Um, this is going to take um, years to straighten out. Strassel doesn't think that Pelosi's committee has the ability to talk about it. Just as I've been saying for quite, a, for quite a while, I don't believe there's anyone in this country who can talk objectively and clear-mindedly about race. You have to get out of this country and go to, as, as I said before, Eugene Genovese with Roll Jordan Roll, who's an Italian. Uh, go somewhere else to take a look at us because we, we have been uh, contaminated by growing up here uh, about certain issues. So the question comes up, what are the Republicans doing? Um, how can they brand themselves and make themselves for something? Because they are being defined and branded right now by the Democrats. And here locally, we don't have any word whatsoever. Of course, we, as I've told you, I'm not partisan when I go looking into these things. I'm not, I'm not hired by the Republican Party. I'm not hired by the Democrat Party. Uh, um, you know, this is just a, a, an extension of my teaching is what keeps me coming back to talk to you. And of course, uh, uh, our investigator is not paid a red cent. Uh, uh, we had to give $500 for some one source of information that we got. And we thank our donors for helping with that. Uh, but other than that, we're not working for anybody except you. We're working for you, the people. And I mean that. I'm not talking about for the people, for the people, for the people. I'm talking about actually, I get up in the morning, I go through this stuff. I don't have to, you know. And as I say, these guys are whispering in my ear now that I ought to go run for the mayor of Alachua. I mean, come on. I, I, I mean, I'm listening to them, but, you know, there you are. So what are we standing for? What, what, are, the, what are the Republicans against and what are they for has been analyzed by a guy named Joseph Epstein. And the uh, standard answer is always free enterprise and freedom of interference from big government and equal opportunity uh, 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 for people who work uh, and not, they're not given the opportunity. And that is a hotbed right there. That is something that is, is, is gives the Democrats a kind of bone of contention that they can complain or spin the way they want it spun. Um, um, the, the, you know, but the conservative message, uh, Mr. Epstein says, is unclear. Um, the Democrats, on the other hand, they pound the drum all the time about social justice, climate change, women, minorities, voting rights, and they dominate the media and they dominate the narrative. And this message leaves the Republicans, makes them look as if they don't care about any of those things because they don't comment on them. But when they try to comment the Republicans in a responsible way, and I'd have to say the best laboratory to observe for this right now is DeSantis. Um, we, we're not against voting, right? We, now I'm speaking as a Republican, or anybody sensible 
we're not against voting rights. Rights, we're getting, a, we're, we're for a voting accountability. We just proved that there's no account. We just proved it with 10 cases going uh, to, for prosecution in Alachua County that we caught, not the super, supervisor never caught them. Supervisor even signed them up. Come on. So there you are. Um, you have to be, you have to work at it. I mean, you can't just sit back and think somebody's going to do it for you. And, and, um, and, and that's kind of what's, what's happening is the Republican Party is being defined by the Democrats. And, um, uh, you know, the conservative Republicans need to come out and uh, defend government. And they do. There's guys here on here in this show that I watch their comments. Defend the Constitution. Not the reading into the Constitution. And because I can tell you from peaching poetry that there's only one in a thousand people who can read it. And, and well, I've asked you, I've, I always like to ask them, you know, tell me why the cat stepped into the uh, pit of the empty flower pot um, and they can't tell me. Um, you know, they, they, you know, they just they give me all, all kinds of answers, but the one that makes sense. That's, that's always been one of my litmuses. I've gone over that with you. Um, so um, the, 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 uh, um, the, the, the Republicans, you know, I, I think are going to have to participate more in everything I've learned. I'm going to tell you what I've learned. I'm going to probably sign off with this since it's 957. Everything I've learned from doing the stuff that I'm doing uh, is a matter of leadership. 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 And you've got to be willing to have uh, be out there and have, have the bullseye on you because they'll come after you. Uh, you wait till the single member district thing hits the fan. They're going to come after you. They're going to, they're going to sat character, go after you, call you racist, call you this, call you that. Leadership. Most people don't want to get out in front and, 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 and you know, show people who they are and what they stand for. So, you know, I think that's one of the things we've got is a real absence of leadership. Uh, hey, let me know. I've got still a couple of tickets to um, uh, Don Juan and Loveland. So if you want to let, let me know about them, I'll get them to you. And I uh, hope you um, stay up to date on things and participate in our community. And uh, thank production for uh, helping out today, as always. And have a great day. Warthog Command Center out.